Recorded on June 26, 2023. Florida Man reports the news. Welcome to the Push Ahead Podcast, the podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Shelby. And I'm Pamela. And we're here to talk about Florida things. I love that entrance. But first, we need to address some national elephants, and then we'll talk local things. Lots of lots of local things. Yep. The first one that happened today, you can mark it on the record that... Senate Republicans blocked a resolution to guarantee birth control to all women in the United States. This is at a federal level? Yes. So this happens a lot of times when you have a bunch of board politicians who don't have the majority in either the House or the Senate, and they're looking for primary fodder. And so now, by pushing this bill forward, the... Senate Democrats essentially got the Republicans on record saying that they would not protect expanded access to birth control, which they do something they know isn't going to pass. Right. But they wanted to reinforce the narrative that the Republicans are bad for women's reproductive rights, which has been a huge issue because the Dobbs issue happened just about a year ago, as we're recording, I'm starting year ago to see, yesterday. Yeah, I'm starting to see the one year Dobbs decision type articles. And next year, they'll require us to not work. Possibly if they under his way, eye, which to be fair, you need to say that loudly and proudly to everybody who could possibly want to vote Democrat because that narrative is working. The Do- getting the Dobbs decision has been disastrous for the GOP. Right. It has impacted fundraising. It's impacted special elections. It's impacted the midterms. Yeah, there's a new special election in September for Ohio. And 60% of the country is pro-women's rights to control their bodies. And And anti the government telling people what to do. Can you, can, what's, my goodness, the party of small government expanded government overreach and people don't like that yeah yeah and we saw that in 2022 everywhere but florida and a couple of things about florida i know we're not doing florida man yet but desantis wants to be the president of florida let's be real because he doesn't have a chance to win a national conversation because all he's doing he's basically saying that if you don't align with him you don't have any right to even exist and it's really hard I, i i hate our primary system because people do get so vitriolic in the primary but he has nowhere to go from that, like nowhere. He can't say, oh, I was just kidding. Yeah, his slogan of make America Florida. That doesn't resonate. I know, right? Because, you know, we have been the butt of the jokes for generations. Florida man. So that's going to be America man. I don't even get how that was like so that was a bad slogan. To say it was tone deaf would be to yeah. imply that DeSantis actually listens to things. Right. Yeah. So anyway, the Dobbs decision has been... Almost a disaster for the GOP. They have really made half of their base really happy and content to the point that the evangelical pro-life single issue voters may not turn out in force this election. unless they got what they wanted. Yeah, unless they can manage to rile them up against trans people. Which is why they're trying. Which, yes. So I've always said as a Catholic myself that the if they ever won what they did 
turning over overturning Roe, they would lose all social justice voters who were single issue voters because social justice voters understand the Republican Party doesn't do anything else for human beings. Mm-hmm. And they're going to vote for if I were to reference the good the New Testament, I would be saying feeding the hungry, taking care of people that don't have homes, welcoming the immigrant, because all that's in the New Testament. And those people are never going to vote Republican again. And they got the one thing they wanted. If you want a little bit of messaging, the people who fought tooth and nail for a fetus's right to life are also probably not going to be the people who appreciate, you know, that 14 year old student with a heartbeat who was shot in a school by a Second Amendment gun nut or by the trans kid who committed suicide because their social protections were taken out or the two-year-old who was locked away in a cage. And so those platforms, that disconnect is already, we're hoping, beginning to see happen. I'm starting to see indications in the polls that people who do care about other people are being turned off by the cruelty of the GOP platform once it's laid bare. Call me wrong or not, but you're wrong. Isn't Christianity basically love your fellow man? It depends on on how you interpret that living document, or, apparently. But that's what I always got out of it. I still go with the do unto others as you would have them done unto you. Here's the Old Testament. The New Testament version is love the Lord your God above all else and love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. I don't know either. And they're not suggestions. Those are like commandments. Yeah. yeah. Hi, wrong. I'm dad. <laughs> and so I just want to say that. The evangelical church is actually losing members because it is breaking from the golden rule, do unto others as you would have done unto you. Love thy neighbor, the positive messaging that has been at the core of Christianity for as long as most of us have known it to this whole worship the structure, worship authority, people in power deserve to be in power, evangelical dynamic that's emerged over the past however many decades. Yeah, once women started getting those rights, man. <laughs> the evangelicals are losing their members. I think what they'll have left, they will have some super far right that just really worship Trump more than they do anybody's version of God. And I understand hey. they, try, they worship Fox. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that when they're not in the pews Sunday morning, they're tuned into Fox and yeah. that's their new pulpit. That's the new Bible. <laughs> yes. And yeah, so Tucker Carlson and Fox, <laughs> a.k.a. fucker. <laughs> no, no, tox. It has to be tox. We did this last time, we right? Did, yeah. Uh, what are those? Post, po- portmanteaus? Portmanteaus, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm not cussing. I'm just saying that's their portmanteau. Yeah, so they had a big breakup, and Fox stumbled for a while, falling behind MSNBC in the 8 p.m. time slot for a while. Recently regained it back. And so now they have a new shill in that time slot. A, quote, comedian, unquote. He is supposedly funny, but the right hasn't been funny for years. <laughs> They've been funny looking. Uh, they're pretty funny. <laughs> like they're a, funny in like their far outness. Uh, yeah, like a clown on fire. Funny yes. but sad. Yes, very. Unfortunately, writer strike, but the people that can make everything funny. So the funny people, unfortunately, are on strike. But the people at Fox are still working. <laughs> so they're... The people that actually don't even have writers. They just make it up as they go along. Yeah, the people who think that woke is a punchline and hide behind, oh, it's a joke whenever you say something that's offensive, racist, bigoted. 
So we'll see. We'll see how Fox News does. And it's actually interesting because they brought Donald Trump on for an interview in what should have been just a series of softballs that were lobbed his way for him to knock out of the park. And he really bristled and got defensive to and and like even the uh, the interviewer was giving him opportunities to set the record straight. And Trump was really pushing back in a negative way, which shows that the trial has him rattled. I yeah, I've been watching a little bit. The trial should have him rattled. I read today some of the quotes from him. He said, I didn't have any documents. I didn't have any documents. And he's recorded saying if they knew I had these documents, (laughs) these are pieces of paper. So I, uh, but who's the new guy that's, that's on Fox? His name is Jesse Waters. So Jesse Waters is someone that Fox News has a tighter grip on. One of the problems that they had with Tucker Carlson was that Tucker Carlson would go on rants unpredictably and Fox couldn't always control what he said. Sometimes he would say really racist and bigoted things, either plainly or in the form of dog whistles. Or he would criticize the GOP mainstream for not being conservative enough or reactionary enough for his terms. Or he would go against, I don't know, election voting systems to the tune of three quarters of a billion dollars. There you go. (laughs) And so Jesse Waters and the other Fox News hosts who are still around are far more controllable. You think that in that contract, there's a clause that says, I will not cost this company $768 million? By what I say, uh, people, you can't really know that, but some people might view that as a high score. <laughs> I beat it. But so this guy, I have seen like a real toning down from Fox. Maybe democracy's in safer hands. Fox News really is disappointed that DeSantis has turned out to be such a dud because they really want. Were they to... not paying attention? Nope. Fox News, pay attention, read. Good golly. They just make stuff up. That's true. Yeah. They're entertainment. They're not news. But they are really disappointed that Ron DeSantis is not half the candidate that they were building him up to be. Ron DeSantis continues to slip in the polls, continues to take criticism, continues to bleed donors and lose support. Hey, we're getting that later. And lose lawsuits. Yeah. Despite the fact that he is currently the leader of the primaries, but less so every day. Anyway, we had a follow-on case from the Supreme Injustices, because, <laughs> yeah. I, they're going up and down. That's, I, but One day they're good, and the next day they're like, what the heck? And Maybe they actually believe that they are interpreting the Constitution. I think generally there's still so many times that's obviously not the case, right. but maybe they're trying to get back on track. The two good ones today were they ruled that a public school charter school in North Carolina couldn't force girls to wear skirts. That's a good in a public a area. Um, public charter school. Yes. Okay. Publicly funded. Yes. And Supreme Court unfreezed the Louisiana redistricting case. So it looks like they're paving the way for Louisiana to add another black majority district. Because didn't they already... They ruled on the case on Alabama. Yes, they they, ruled on Alabama, but they had frozen the Louisiana, I think, pending pending because it was based off of the the similar arguments. So now ours will follow and we could potentially easily win. Pick up another couple seats in the house. Yeah, because what we lost six minority districts. Meanwhile, just because I know some people listen and want us to talk about how corrupt the Supreme Court justices are. 
Justice Alito heard that ProPublica was about to publish a corruption piece on him about how he was taking $100,000 vacations with his billionaire friends and then immediately you know, ruling on cases that affected those billionaire buddies' interests in a way that benefited those billionaire buddies' interests. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't recuse himself. He it's just insane himself. that people are not completely in the streets about that. Yeah. So he heard ProPublica sent him questions about, hey, so you know that thing that happened with the other guy? We're starting to see similar patterns with you. And so he immediately got like an op-ed spot in like Washington Post or New York Times or somewhere, some national rag about, oh, no, corruption is legal. It's fine. It's all above board. It doesn't matter the fact that my wife and I were leasing a property to the oil company while we were dismantling the EPA. Yeah, that's what Bush Jr. wanted. They wanted to make corruption more legal. Yeah, corruption is legal and good because the people who define what legal and good says it's good. And by the way, benefit from corruption. Yeah. Yeah. You put Roberts and Alito on. Yeah. Glad we got rid of those elephants, but not really. We should be in the streets. about oh, especially one. the Supreme Court. Yeah. This is everything we've always thought. America is questionable. Yeah. The fact that a Supreme Court justice and I don't know why we're surprised that they can be bought. They're humans, right? They're not superhumans. They're not gods. We, they just have the power of them, but they're really humans and they're just as, as susceptible. And fallible. And fallible as anybody else. They're not. So we shouldn't be surprised by the fact that they're human. We should be surprised that there's a lack of accountability to keep them. Yes, because we treat them like gods. We give them the power of a god, but they're just people. We give them absolute power and we're a little bit surprised when it corrupts. Absolutely, because that's a brand new phrase that I just invented. (laughs) (laughs) Never heard it before. No one has ever said that before. There's also rumblings of Amy Coney Barrett. And when I heard that, I'm like, you didn't think she was corrupt when she was getting on the Supreme Court? Yeah, Her church is like doing great guns and Kavanaugh had several of his debts wiped out. And yep. Yeah. Props to ProPublica because they're on the forefront of at least showing what the Supreme Court is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't get rid of those elephants. We'll keep updating on that. But now for the first topic. Oh, Florida man. Now the real topics. Florida man. Florida man. America man. Just think about that. Think about the jokes around the world. Because we have all the Florida man jokes. Mm-hmm. He's the to ultimate substitute, Florida man. The substitute America man for Florida man. In fact, let's look at some jokes here. Oh, like... oh my favorite one today was Florida man has a lovability problem. Mm-hmm. And it's about DeSantis. Yeah. Because he's not lovable. No, not at all. But some of my all-time favorites are about how, like, Florida man kidnaps veterinarian or scientist or whatever and demanding that they make their dog immortal. No, I'm on the same page there. Let them talk. (laughs) (laughs) Florida man calls 911. Operator, 911, what's your emergency? Florida man, hello, ma'am. Me and my buddy Jackson were out duck hunting when a big gator came out of the water and attacked us. It bit up my leg real good, then it dragged Jackson under the water, but I scared it off with my shotgun. Operator, okay, an ambulance is on its way. Other than your leg, are you all right? Yes, ma'am. What about Jackson? I pulled him up out of the water, but I think he's dead. Can you make sure? Yes, ma'am, I can. (laughs) (laughs) A gunshot. All right, ma'am, I made sure he's dead. Now, when is that ambulance going to get here? Uh, And this is going to be America Man. Yeah. Florida Man fires gun at a retail store. It was Target. 
(laughs) (laughs) Of course. And literally, like what we're saying here, all jokes aside, the the recent case in... I gotta get oh, the right. recent case in Marion County where the neighbor shot the black mother. Florida man's in the news around the world, and it always starts with Florida, that in Marion County, Susan Louise Lawrence um, shot, she was a white woman, and she shot her black neighbor through her door, who the black neighbor was trying to get her iPad back, her kid's iPad back. The kids were playing at a park, in case you are one of the three people that have never heard the story. Kids are playing in a neighborhood park. The woman said she didn't want those kids playing in the park next door or an empty lot next door to her house. Used racial slurs when referencing them and took their iPad. Their mother, righteously indignant, parental rights, those things that mom's liberty likes so much, went to get their kid's iPad back and knocked on the door repeatedly. And the woman never opened the door. She shot her through the door, killing her in front of her child. Yes. And she was charged with manslaughter. Because... Not murder, because they can't prove that she was deranged in her actions well florida is a castle law state which means that the defense's job is really easy all she has to do is prove that she felt frightened and she has said that but that's not it'll be her defense regardless but that's a charge to begin with they're saying they're charging with manslaughter because they cannot prove that she was basically crazy and i'm like i don't know she shot a woman through her steel door with the door locked like how could she possibly have been afraid for her? They determined that because she wasn't actually threatened because there was a steel door between her that she could not claim that law. Okay. The stand your ground law. Stand your ground. Yeah. But right. still, I mean, but it's our state of Florida is just. Yeah. Stand your ground law is a little bit different than castle law. But anyway, so we're about to see all this shake out on what's going to be the national stage. Unless other lawsuit news clogs the headlines like all of DeSantis's losses. It's funny. Tangent. I just I Googled. Marion County shooting. I got this case right after that 18-year-old shot and killed in Marion County six days ago. Seven days ago, Marion County deputies searched for a suspect after a shooting. Seven days ago, a victim dies after a shooting in Marion County. And yesterday, deputies at least three hurt after shooting in Marion County. You know what they need? I think they need more unrestricted gun access. Uh, yeah, I was going to say more guns. Yeah. Ding, ding. <laughs> they, that, yeah, because what's going to fix that? More guns. Yeah, so Ron DeSantis had a bunch of... He cannot win. He could not find a win if it was on his butt with well, two hands and a flashlight. And unfortunately for him, it's I, he has known every law he signed that they were going to be sued. And yeah. he's known they were unconstitutional. And he probably could have gotten away with it, except that he's running for president. Yeah. So he, now I, everybody's going to hear about the losses. And do you know how much money... These lawsuits are costing Floridians. There's a running tally. Hey. And so, yeah, he can't play dumb. As a Harvard graduate, a Harvard law grad, he knew his laws that he was signing in couldn't carry, couldn't hold water. It's purely political. It's like when I was talking to you about my conversation with the school board. It has nothing to do with convincing anybody that it's purely political. And he knows that he can create enough fear. Most people aren't listening to our podcast. Right. Yep. Really? Hey, listener, you should go out and tell your friends to listen to this podcast so that more people do. I say most people aren't. Most the average voters listening to any podcast. So tell somebody to listen. Kill us. Yeah. Yeah. So Ron DeSantis losing and losing points in the polls, losing headlines, losing donors, losing. He didn't have that many endorsements to begin with. So every time he goes and talks to someone, they're like, yeah, I'm going to go back Trump. 
Also, Ron DeSantis tried, or his pack tried to use Star Wars as a funny commercial for him, and it backfired spectacularly. I'm sorry, who owns Star Wars? Disney. Walt Disney? Yeah, I thought that might be the case. That was a pretty boneheaded move. Yeah. Yeah. As a result of the mounting lawsuits against DeSantis, the governor's legal costs since last December were at least $16.7 million. And now six months later, and by the way, he's not writing that check. No, it's us. If you're a Floridian listening to this, you are writing that check. These are where your tax dollars are going. This is money that's going, this is money that's, instead of expanding and broadband like Joe Biden is, has paid for, this money is going. Let's take an aside because we're all about pointing out the positives. So Joe Biden is pushing for a $46 billion broad, broadband expansion act that would bring high-speed internet to more Americans. And it's funded already by the infrastructure law. And he passed the infrastructure law. He passed that as part of that infrastructure package, huge investments and in green energy, which is making America competitive in the future of power once fossil fuels really and truly become fossils and green energy paves the way into the future, America will be positioned to lead that in the energy sector moving forward because of this investment. He took a lot of flack for how he settled the train deal, where he just it looked like he caved to all of the train companies' demands. But since that whole snafu worked out and Biden took a lot of flack, He isn't getting credit for the fact that more and more of these companies are granting more and more sick days. They are bringing in more safety regulations. They are doing what uh, the unions were asking for, just not under the gun of a strike. And again, because Biden's administration has continued to work with them through the through the various arms of the government to continue to improve our rail safety, both for the people operating the trains and for the people who live by the tracks. Oh, other good news for Florida with Biden. Yeah. Has anyone heard that our um, inflation is down? Let's talk about that for a second, because what we're talking about, what Biden has done well, DeSantis has not only has not, but what he just did with the immigration, his policies and saying he's going to end birthright immigration, like bye bye by there are two million Floridians that work in agriculture and a million of them are undocumented. And what he has just done is cut our labor pool by a million people. And the one thing that government can do that can actually affect inflation, the simplest thing, is to grow your labor pool. He just cut it by a million. Inflation in Florida is going to go through the roof. Of course, he's going to blame it on Biden. So our job is to continue to tell people why. Yeah, these mythical immigrants who are both incredibly lazy and also so productive that they're stealing all of our jobs. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be out there picking oranges. I work inside in air conditioning at my computer. And the worst thing is those, those jobs still have to be done. Yeah. Yes. And now the labor pool is going to be more expensive and inflation is going to respond accordingly. That's just a reality. All right. So Pam sent me this lovely infographic about how Joe Biden is winning for Florida. One million twenty six thousand seven hundred jobs created since 2021 in Florida. Unemployment rate down three point three points since January 2021. 1.2 million new business filings in the state. Right. And 213 new projects funded by the infrastructure law. So let's just be clear. Passing the don't say gay law didn't do that. Having a war with Disney didn't do that. No. And in, in fact, Ron DeSantis, in all of his winning, 
managed to keep how many high paying jobs out of Florida when Disney decided not to there set were up at a least studio? 1,200 just in Lake Nona. Yeah, yeah. High paying jobs. These would have been like Silicon Valley type rates that would have spent locally. They would have paid local taxes. They would have paid into local schools. Yeah. And then the businesses would have paid taxes. And so all of that would have gone in. They would have gone out to eat and they would have gone to the movies and they would have gone to Disney Yeah, and things that they would have done that would have also employed more people and 1,200 high paying jobs. Yeah. So despite Ron DeSantis's culture war and driving people out. With DeSantis, all I've seen that it cost us is... High-powered jobs coming into the state. It cost Florida a train stop at Disney that Disney was paying for. Yeah. It cost, yeah, Sunrail and jobs and everything. Yeah. And also, in case you missed the news, Bob Iger and Gavin Newsom toured an expansion for Disneyland. So which means that Disney's looking to expand, just not in Florida. Just not in Florida. Ron, <laughs> my God. You know, when Trump said you'll be tired of winning, I'm tired of losing. And I know we're talking Florida, but we're going to tangent a little bit into local because the overall theme here is when you get butt hurt, you hurt Floridians or you hurt local people. It's been a consistent thing since Ron DeSantis was elected. If you use your First Amendment right to say, you know what, I don't think that the law that you're proposing is good for my employees or my customers, then... I'm going to show you or if businesses want to put masks in place during COVID because then he's going to write a law saying you can't do that. And then the retribution part of that, the punishing people. When the school board was elected, they punished Brevard County residents by firing an excellent superintendent. Now they have one that couldn't handle a district a third of the size of ours. So it's just this consistent theme. And now there is a school board district being sued for book banning by Penguin House Publishing. And our esteemed chair, maybe I should call him, uh, how do you say the opposite of esteemed? He's esteemed in his own mind. Our corrupt chair. He doesn't know that he's corrupt, but he's just dumb. The chair of our local Brevard County School Board suggested that we should just ban all books by that publisher because they're suing another school board district. And meanwhile, by the way, Matt's being sued. He's costing Florida voters because you won't turn over his public records. It's just all costing you because you, the person listening, because Floridians, elected officials in Florida are too busy trying to, quote unquote, own the libs. Guess what? We are very expensive to own. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So you said you wanted to call him something besides esteemed. He's more like a steaming pile of something. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Let's talk local. Okay. Let's continue to talk about the hack that is... The head. Oh, there's so much in Brevard. So much. Yeah. Did I tell you about Titusville water cleanup? I read an article about it today. It was a Space Coast article about how there was a referendum passed last year and then the city council was told by a judge they had to back up. So backing up even further. So the referendum is passed in Titusville to a right to clean water. That's all it is. Just a right to clean water. And they do have some major cleanup issues that they have to address that they haven't. So the city... The city of Titusville voters overwhelmingly passed a resolution for the right to clean water. And the city of Titusville refused to certify the election results. It's just as basic as that. They refused to certify. They certified their own election. Of course. They wouldn't certify that part of the election. And then a judge told them to certify. The judge has now said, you must. And they're trying to find a way around that, trying to get a second opinion so that they don't have to. This is also, 
they voted to not certify the election results of that because they're worried about getting sued. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe you could just provide clean water. Call me crazy. But I think if you just don't break the law, you don't get sued. And there is another municipality being sued for not following their city's clean water initiative. We also now have a statewide ballot initiative for a clean water initiative that you have a right to clean water, that they want to put that on our constitutional amendment. Of course, this is a pattern that we've talked about before. Our elected officials, elected Republicans, just say, no, I know you voted for this, but no, we're not going to do it. So that's what's happening in Titusville. Right. Let's be a little bit empathetic, though, to what the Titusville City Council member said. They said that they have a problem because of the aging sewer infrastructure would be too expensive to fix. So it leaks literal shit into the Indian River Lagoon. Mind you, okay, empathy over, every other city has a sewer to maintain, this right. is like basic city running 101. Maintain the roads, and by maintain the, way, the sewers. If you can't, then perhaps you should lobby your state legislature. Great. Their state legislator is a Republican. Or you could lobby maybe their national congressperson, because didn't I hear that there was a infrastructure law yeah. that was to help with some of these projects? You think, and who's their congressman? Is it Posey? I think it's Bill Posey. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, they keep voting for the same yahoos that aren't even making it possible for them to, for us to provide water that doesn't have fecal matter in it. Yeah. Mm. It's, it, Titusville is such an interesting place because it's a beautiful city and but, it really but, could be great. But they're a little weird because there's something in the water. Yes, there's something in the water. I was... Listeners, you can't see, but my head just hit the desk. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is they should have done a better job of fighting the amendment they they voters passed for this they should have done a better job of maintaining their shit tubes there you go that too (laughs) call me crazy call me crazy your residents want clean water and really all they've asked for is the right to have clean water and they won't certify it's just as basic yeah their justification is that they would have to settle too many lawsuits i don't know maybe just provide clean water yeah maybe do your jobs yeah yeah, it's a pretty basic job. Yeah, you have... Now, I understand, I do agree. I understand Titusville doesn't have a huge source of revenue, the cities, but maybe the city would do better and have a better source of revenue if people weren't drinking literal shit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they might pick up a little bit of tourism if it wasn't such or a shitty place businesses. to be. <laughs> no, my thing is... is... Shit, by the way, a word we can't use? Uh, this late in the podcast, no one's going to care. Okay. So also locally, we've got in city of Melbourne, by the time you're listening to this will have been addressed, I hope, our daily bread is a local soup kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's the, we have no shelters in Brevard County. There are no shelters for homeless that are long-term. There's some short-term shelters that you have to agree to worship whatever in order to benefit from that for a night or two. We have some shelters for women escaping domestic violence, but for just homelessness, which is a huge problem, we have nothing. And the Daily Bread has been around since, I think, the 80s. It was started by the Catholic Church in that area. And it is it is downtown Melbourne. It's a block off the main streets in Melbourne. And I understand it has a lot of homeless people just hanging out because they provide nothing but food and showers and mail. So these people have nowhere to sleep. So they're going to be there yeah. where their food is the next day. So the city has not approved the expansion plans that the Daily Bread had in place for a shelter. And now the, the Daily Bread has located another space that will be perfect and it's zoned perfectly for them. It's on Sarno Road, 
which is still close enough to scat for the working poor. And it would be some beds, some shelter and what they do now. And it's close to 95 for working poor. It's close. It's just going to make things because, you know, we complain that people need to pick themselves up by their bootstraps and then we cut off their boots. The Daily Bread moving has been fully supported by even the Republicans on council. The mayor of Melbourne is all supportive of this and most of the city council. There's one city council person that I think is probably giving them some grief because it's next to a billionaire's property and the billionaire doesn't want, nobody wants anything in their oh, backyard. Oh, the, the billionaire that has lots of cars? Yeah, that one. Okay. So by the time you listen to this, hopefully they'll have gotten a little step further. I'm going to be at the city council. This is Friday when you're listening. I went to the city council and we'll see what's going on with that. So there's a lot shaken out locally that's just really interesting. Mm. Not all political because it's weird season for politics. There's there is another political update that's going to happen exactly at the time that this podcast launches. What's I that? have it set up Friday morning at 9 a.m. They provide school board their their book council, their book advisory council. Yeah, because what happens? So people are saying, "Oh, this isn't really happening. This is really happening." If a book is challenged, it is removed from bookshelves and set aside for review. The book review committee has met twice in the last year, I believe. So once that book is pulled from shelves, it's effectively gone. And the school board, I I was screenshotting an article today and I couldn't stop screenshotting because I was more appalled at every single step of the way. Matt Susan said, that's when when he preemptively said, we need to just ban Penguin House books. They're going to limit, they're going to erase public comment from these advisory councils because they said they didn't sign up for it. No, they literally signed up for it. They literally signed it to be on this committee. Matt said, we have specific people that are literally on social media that are attacking our people. It is obscene. No, obscenity is what you're accusing the books of. He also broached the idea of removing all books. Megan what? Wright, oh, by Penguin House. Okay. Megan Wright called the comments that people get in their meeting an assault on committee members. I don't know. She didn't seem to have a problem with literal assault on a school board, on her fellow school board members' home. So they're going to remove public comment from that. And Trent, I don't even understand what he's saying. He brought up adding a stipulation to the policy about ethics that committee members must uphold. And Wright said that would not govern their spouses. So they don't want, because there's a spouse of a council member who is pretty strongly opinionated about the idea of banning books. And so Trent said, then those people sign it or they don't sign it. If they don't sign that, then they don't need to be a part of my committee. Sorry, Trent, you're one of five. You don't get to decide what the other committee members do. And then this is the part that I really, like Matt Susan said, and I quote, we are removing books that are not only violating law, that we just say, we don't want that in our library. He said, you get three votes. You can remove a book because you don't like the cover of the book. We're not removing books just because it violates the law. Thank you for telling the truth, Matt. That's been the problem consistently all along. You don't like a book, it gets pulled. Your parental rights don't get to dictate mine. Exactly. I don't, I never understand what Matt Susan is saying. I never, but I really don't understand why he's basically telling me I'm right. That they're just banning books because they don't like them. Not well, because they're pornography for our kids. Yeah. If people paid attention and if his followers could read, he wouldn't have any followers. It's scary. So that's, so that this is going to launch as the book review committee is meeting. And there is a, protest plans. If you're listening to this at nine o'clock in the morning, get in your car right now. We will have a representation at the school board to protest book banning in our district. The ACLU did meet with Brevard County about the book bans last week. Greg Ross made that happen and 
Greg Ross, if you're listening, we need you to run for school board. So there are some things we can do because we're always talking about moving ahead. We are going to have two school board seats up next year in 2024, school board district three and school board district four. Pretty simple math. Now they match up with the county commissions, which is dumb. And I'm going to need somebody to run for school board so that we can lessen some of the effect of these people. So we got that coming up. Well, we still have. Where's the border of District 3 now? It's hard. To, it's the County Commission District. So County Commission District 3 is basically Palm Bay. But I need somebody to run. If, you don't, if you're not sure and you're like, this is crazy. I got to do something. You, obviously, you don't have to be the most versed person in schools. <coughs> Make it right. And obviously, you don't have to be the sharpest tool in the box, <coughs> Gene Trent. And you don't even really have to be honest, Matt Susan. I'd like you to be all those things as a Democrat. So let's just talk. Give me a call. Mm-hmm. We'll also have some elections. We still have candidates looking for candidates for our state house seats and looking for candidates for municipalities. Actually, we have municipality elections this fall in Cape Canaveral. I think Rockledge is covered, Barefoot Bay. So if you live in those communities, or if your grandparents live in those communities, let's find some good people to run so that we're not having this crazy stuff happening all over the county. Yes, I've been a part of many different meetings the past two months. And everything, when people are asking what they can do to solve this problem, in the back of my head, it's elect better people. Get involved. Or run for office yeah, yourself. Be, yeah. yeah, elect better people. You can only elect better people if there are better people from which to choose. Yeah. Yes. So running for office... And yes. if you're not sure if you're equipped, none of us are. Just give me a call and we'll talk about it. If you are afraid of the bar to hold public office being unreasonably high, boy, have I got news yeah. for you. <laughs> you could be president. Donald Trump got elected. Look at who's our governor. Did you see the face he made at the baby? He just doesn't know how to be a human. He, he could be a robot for all we know. I think he's three raccoons in some white boots. Could be. Anyway. Also, if you haven't filled out an abortion rights petition, print them out, print like 100 out and distribute them to abortion petitions, also clean water petitions, get them signed, find 10 people to sign them and help us knock doors to get them signed. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If not, tell us at pushaheadpod at gmail.com. I really want some hate mail. That would be hilarious. I don't. So send hate mail to Shelby. I'll take it. Address it to Shelby and at pushaheadpod at gmail.com. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco. 